0: Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some Pure Spectrum CBD.
1: Sure! Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all.
0: Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Uh, Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off.
1: Can I stop now?
0: Nope, you got 30 more seconds.
1: Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy-free. I'm Talin, your fellow sister and registered dietitian.
0: And I'm Sirak husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're gonna make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Welcome sisters to another episode of the podcast
1: Welcome ladies Just
0: want us, everybody place your bets at what point of the podcast am I going to start sweating today Oh my god Because it's already stuffy in our living room right now We have all the windows closed because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we don't want sound coming from the outside Because we live in a very loud community and we can't turn the AC on because the AC sounds like some sort of... Monster. Yeah, some sort of spaceship that's going to suck us
1: in. Exactly. And it's like 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Hopefully our plants don't burn. Seriously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody place your bets. Let's see at what point c starts sweating. Speaking of the plants, just a quick, quick little update. I, know I, I feel like every week I'm giving a little update <laughs> so on the nice. plants.
1: Quarantine life.
0: But... I just wanna say I won the battle against the caterpillars. Mm -hmm. They were destroyed. Mm -hmm. The kale, the lettuce, all good. But now we have another issue.
1: What's that babe?
0: Mother loving aphids. Oh god. They are these tiny little things all over the kale. They're destroying it day by day. And the only (laughs) thing Yeah, like the only thing you can actually do about it. The funny thing is use ladybugs, which I would have never thought Thought is that you put ladybugs in there and it eats the aphids and like it keeps the whole thing safe and stuff. And it's, it's good for the plants because it doesn't eat the plants. However, Tallinn found out that there is a ladybug shortage.
1: Shortage of ladybugs, you guys. I went to three different places and they didn't have them because of the fires happening in California or that happened in California. Yeah. And so they couldn't harvest ladybugs. And it's just so outrageous. Now our kale's being eaten by aphids.
0: Seriously, who would have thunk that ladybugs were going to save the day and we can't even... It's like Batman. You know in that, in that <laughs> one Batman movie where Batman has disappeared and the whole city of Gotham is just being overtaken uh-huh. by, by um, criminals and such? That's what's happening right now. The ladybugs are nowhere to be found. <laughs> and the city of uh, Gotham, town. the kale town, is being uh, overtaken Attacked. by criminals Somebody do something.
1: Somebody do something. (laughs) Give us an answer, you guys. Send us a DM. Drop a message. Let us know.
0: All right. So, this is a PCOS podcast, it's not a planting podcast. So, everybody, let's make it about PCOS now. Okay. So, today's podcast, we're going to talk about the keto diet. is keto good for PCOS and weight loss and managing symptoms and so forth? If you guys listen to our previous uh, one of our previous episodes with Dr. Nadia Paraguana, Nadia Pariguana, she actually um, went on the keto diet uh, to get pregnant herself, and she, she talked about it a little bit on that episode. However, we like to highlight, obviously, that not every single diet is for everyone, but just talk about the pros and the cons of the keto diet, how it can help you, and things like that.
1: Yes. So with the ketogenic diet, we get a lot of questions about this, especially during our lives when we're answering questions. A lot mm-hmm. of people ask, like, you know, should I go on a ketogenic diet? And it seems like kind of a quick fix to insulin resistance because it really tackles that. Yeah. So what is the ketogenic yeah. diet?
0: What is a keto diet, babe? I- I'd love to hear that.
1: This diet drastically lowers your carb intake less than 50 grams of carbs a day and that gets you in a state of ketosis and ketosis is when your body becomes incredibly efficient at burning fat for energy Mm -hmm. and so you start losing weight quickly on the ketogenic diet. And, you know, it helps with PCOS at times because it lowers your insulin levels a lot. And -hmm. that's ideal because then insulin doesn't trigger testosterone. It doesn't trigger all of these symptoms of PCOS. Yeah. In your ovaries specifically
0: And also, aren't you increasing the amount of um, fat you're having day to day?
1: Right, you're increasing your fat intake so that you're not lowering your calories Yeah,
0: and your protein intake So you yeah. have like a very large amount of protein, large amount of fat With a very low amount of carbs That's like basically, is what, basically what the keto diet is, right?
1: Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of keto too Being on a high-fat diet that's mm-hmm. not low-calorie Um, so you're not intentionally restricting your calories, which can be often miserable for people who are trying to lose weight. So instead of cutting calories, you're just cutting out carbs with the ketogenic diet.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: So that's one of the benefits of it. Um, before we get into like any of the details and the research studies, we want to talk about how this can help women with PCOS.
0: Yes, exactly. So, um, let's just start, let's start with it. Let's start with the benefits of keto. So one of the first benefits that people see with keto is that there's weight loss without intentional calorie restriction. As Tommy mentioned, you're not really cutting out calories, but you're cu- cutting out the carbs, uh, the high carbs, which helps with insulin resistance a lot at first. And then you know by doing that, you're you're helping with the weight loss, and the, the fat really helps you to really burn energy better because you know fat's a good way for um, burning burning for energy, basically mm-hmm. burning f- uh, sorry burning fuel for energy. Mm-hmm. Fat is. Um, so that's one of the benefits right there,
1: right. And then the next benefit that I read about was that ketogenic diets can cause massive reductions in blood, sugar and insulin. And along with this, it increases ketone bodies in your mm-hmm. in your body. And that has a lot of health benefits, including, Uh, helping with a variety of conditions like heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, epilepsy, Parkinson's disease, and PCOS. Mm -hmm. Um, Keto can help reduce insulin levels, and that plays a huge role in PCOS. So that's why it's a very popular diet when you Google PCOS, what do I eat? Keto pops up first thing Mm -hmm. on Google. (laughs) Yeah, Um, And... Oftentimes, if you have symptoms like acne and things like that, by lowering your insulin levels, you're actually lowering your testosterone levels as well. And that's going to help with acne and hair loss and fertility issues. Yeah. And we just had an episode about fertility.
0: Yeah, with Dr. Nadia Paraguana herself. And she mentioned she really broke it down, which was really helpful to understand how insulin directly impacts your testosterone and impacts your fertility. And like all of these are related with these other symptoms like acne and hair loss, hair growth, things like this. So I think her explanation was beautiful. But just to kind of recap, it, I believe what she said was. You know, insulin, um, uh, when you have insulin resistance, it's creating testosterone, which is a male hormone, right? But like a lot of women with PCOS, but a lot of women have um, testosterone in their body that they're able to regulate. But she said that there was a reason why it's not been able to regulate because of the the sexual hormone globulin.
1: Sex hormone binding globulin is being overproduced. And because we have high insulin levels, it's also triggering sex hormone binding globulin to... um, to be less produced actually sorry i said overproduced it's being less produced because we have so much insulin that binding globulin is like a sponge that's going to clean up that extra testosterone in your body and when you have a lot of insulin in your body you don't have that sponge to clean up the testosterone Mm -hmm. and then you have high testosterone yeah and all these pcos symptoms so it all comes down to insulin and getting that under control
0: correct so just to clear that up because i know. Sorry. Yeah, it was a little confusing at first. Just to clear it up, because of the insulin issues, your liver is producing less of the globulin, yes. which is, like client said, it, it pairs with the testosterone to kind of balance it out. So when their glo- globulin is less, it there's not enough to compensate for the overproduced testosterone, mm-hmm. leading to more issues with the symptoms like hair loss and infertility and things like that. Yeah. So for all this reason, it's very important to kind of like focus on the insulin part of PCOS mm-hmm. and make sure that like the diet and lifestyle lifestyle changes there um, have been accommodated. And honestly, it doesn't mean that keto is the only thing or like a low carb diet is the only way to balance your insulin. Like we've talked about it before on previous episodes, and even we have an episode episode number thirty with Doctor Nadia Paraguana specifically about insulin resistance. And there's whole like a whole different methods that you can try. You know, finding your carb tolerance and stuff like that. So just, mm-hmm. just, just, understand that keto is not the only way to control your insulin, but it is a, uh, it's a great way to like start with it.
1: Totally. And oftentimes we jump to keto. I feel like because it's less complicated than other ways to treat insulin resistance, mm-hmm. and so that's why keto is so popular amongst the PCOS community. There have been some studies on keto linking keto and PCOS together. Yeah. Let's talk about them.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, So it says here, 11 women with PCOS who had a BMI greater than 27 overweight or obese were chosen. And they limited their carb intake to 20 grams or less per day for 24 weeks. Five of the women completed this study and their body weight reduced by 12%. Their free testosterone reduced by 22%, and fasting fasting insulin reduced by 54%. Two of the women became pregnant despite fertility problems before. Conclusion of the study was that the keto led to significant improvements in women with PCOS over a 24-week period. And we have the link to the study. We'll link it in the podcast description so you can click on it yourself Mm -hmm. and read it and really get down to the details.
1: This is a really interesting yeah. study. I mean, it, first of all, it's interesting that five women completed the study out of the yeah, 11 chosen. Yeah, only half, yeah.
0: Okay, it that's kinda, fine. It, <laughs> it kind of goes to show a little bit that keto can be hard to get accustomed to yes. because you're really drastically cutting your carbs, and then this can have a shock to your system. And, and of course, like you're going through so many issues with the PCOS, so it may, it may be difficult for some people to continue it for a long period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's restrictive. Yeah. Um, so, but then two women got pregnant. So, you know, I remember Dr. Pataguana had mentioned like lowering carbs and that really, really affects your ability to get pregnant Mm -hmm. because it's quickly lowering your hormone, your insulin hormone. Like if you want to get pregnant yesterday, she said, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I can see that, but of course, like this was one study. There was another study that found the ketogenic diet to improve insulin sensitivity by a whopping 75%. Mm-hmm. But it also stated that the long-term effects of keto on women with PCOS is still uncertain. Yeah. So.
0: It's, it's important to remember that these studies are done over a certain amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. with this was, other one was 24 weeks. The other one, I'm not sure what the time period was. So we don't know the long-term effects of keto- on just on people in general, not just with PCOS. So it's important to consider yeah. that this is, this is a diet that's fairly still new to the to the common world. So just be just be aware that, you know, um, just because some studies show we don't know the long term effects of it. Right. But, you know, there are it's promising results showing that it really helps with the body weight, helps with the testosterone, helping with the fasting insulin. Mm-hmm. So there are some great benefits and you know just take a look at that study that's we'll put in the podcast description notes and if if you want to just read it for yourself and gather some more information
1: yeah you know that being said like insulin sensitivity is something that should be managed throughout your life like not just the 24 weeks that you're on the ketogenic diet like you need to manage insulin day after day mm-hmm throughout the day, like everything you do, you know what I mean? You're thinking of insulin and what's going on. It's what time you eat, how many times you eat, how you're pairing your food and so on. It really affects your insulin levels. So just ketogenic diet for 24 weeks, like it's not a long-term solution Mm -hmm. for an issue like PCOS. That's a long-term issue that you're going to have for the rest of your life that you want to manage and do in a way that's – what's the word sustainable
0: yeah and there are also people who like who would modify this diet for example like less than 50 grams of carbs a day maybe what's right for you is like 75 grams of carbs a day or or whatever you know like you don't have to kind of like find this really low restrictive number if you want to try a lower carb diet you know there are different ranges that you can try and that's why like in the sisterhood and when we talk about carb tolerance, we, like, we talk about discovering the carb tolerance that's right for you. So, like, we help teach you this in the Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And we go, th- you go through a series of videos to learn. But the whole point is to kind of, like, figure out what your range is. You know, like, you may start with, like, 125 grams a day. And then you lower until you find, a, like, a level that's right for you. I mean, in the sisterhood, we have, like, a tracker that helps you track these and, like, help you um, see how you're feeling. So, but, like, finding that range that works for you, it may be 90 grams or 75 or whatever, that really helps you then continue with that carb range. And then you just, like, uh, like start to healing yourself because the insulin resistance is being controlled.
1: Right. Because you feel good in your carb tolerance range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And oftentimes with keto, when you go on this ketogenic diet, there's, like it's very restrictive and it, it can be um miserable <laughs> you know you yeah. get the keto flu and stuff haven't you tried keto babe
0: well I did it for like a month and it was I actually had great results I had like the like my six-pack never short as much as it did <laughs> back then because I was like basically not having a, a lot of carbs but it was really difficult for me to do it because I'm my mom <laughs> Because I was still living with my parents and my mom, like I'm sure many of you have, uh, have moms like this. Like, when you have a specific culture, like we're Armenian, and like my mom would mix, you know, like a lot of like heavy carb foods, like rice and like, um, like bird eggs, which is basically these things made out of like, yeah. So, like, my, I would come home, you know, after work, and I'd be like, oh, what's for dinner? And like, it's like freaking, you know. Uh, beans and rice (laughs) just like (laughs) something that's just basically all carbs and like little protein or like medium protein and like for like a month i was arguing with my mom or like kind of like asking her to do this and it was like becoming way too difficult to like you know to to have her cook me certain foods i was like i just gave up on it i was like you know what mom forget it i'll just eat your food without (laughs) questions asked let's just go with it
1: did you ever get into ketosis
0: i think so like i'll be honest i actually woke up feeling more energized than i've ever felt in my life like i would wake up without having a cup of coffee i had so much energy and i think this was because of the fat like all that fat like i was talking about earlier was how because you're having high amount of fat your body starts to get better at burning fuel for energy because fat is like has so much in it yeah so um i was waking up feeling super energized i would be at work just like like ripping like running, through, yeah, things. ripping through, and, I, and also like my craving—I had no cravings. I, to be honest, I didn't have issues with like um, I wasn't really trying to lose weight or anything. I was just trying to like you know do something different. Mm-hmm. But like I had like no cravings. I could go like ten hours without eating, and it was very interesting. It was very interesting. I will also. <laughs> what. <laughs> Okay, I just have a warning.
1: Oh, God. Um, oh, God, I see his face. I know something's
0: I So, like, one of the things when you're on a like keto diet is, like, they say, like, oh, take MCT oil. Because it's, like, it's, like, very high in healthy fats. <laughs> and they warn you, like, don't take too much at a time. Because you can have, let's just say, bowel issues. Like, you, something can make through the gates that wasn't supposed to get through, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, my God. A.K.A.
0: Trojan horse in the Roman times. I don't know.
1: What does that what?
0: no i just um you know i just uh to run to the bathroom yeah because you know you when you have too much fat too much mct oil it makes you want to like run to the bathroom right let's just say my body tricked me
1: i get it i get (laughs) it (laughs) oh god my sister has tried the ketogenic diet she has pcos as well i haven't personally tried it But she um, this was before she went gluten and dairy free and it did help her with losing weight um, after getting into ketosis. You know, she felt light. And of course, it's because her insulin levels were low Mm -hmm. and eventually it just wasn't sustainable and having all, you know, you know, low carb and things like it's just not sustainable. And then she had to slowly add back carbs back into her diet. Yeah. And then um, it just wasn't. And then the weight like didn't stay off. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's again, insulin is a constant thing for women with PCOS. It constantly impacts our um, our symptoms and our weight and so on more than other people. And so keto was just like too short term for her.
0: And with that being said, let's go into the downsides of keto. So we talked about benefits. We kind of talked about, you know, how people may feel doing it. Right. Um, just going into the downsides of keto for women with PCOS. So the first thing to just mention, we mentioned earlier, is that many women with PCOS struggle with binge eating and um, eating disorders uh, as well. You know, um, it's, a, it's a common thing to have because many women are told to just lose weight when they go to the doctor's office, right. cut calories, cut carbs, or like... Basically, a lot of things that um, doctors just say without doing any other proper um, diagnosis. So, for that reason, we just want to mention that keto can be super restrictive, right? You're having less than sometimes t- uh, 50 grams of carbs per day, sometimes less. So, like, you're going to have a lot of cravings. You're going to have, you know, you're going to want to eat, things like this. So, yeah. just be aware that it can be super restrictive. And if you have any history of, like, eating disorders or... Or like um, anything like that, we just we wouldn't really recommend it. We would we would recommend working one on one with a dietitian first, right? To kind of see um how to tar- uh, target that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we get diagnosed and we're not given a lot of information and then told, you know, just lose weight, try keto. Okay, then you're like scared of carbs altogether mm-hmm. because now you think carbs are the enemy. Yeah, and. Carbs aren't the enemy. It's just that insulin resistance is the beast that we're trying to tame here. Yeah, and the as fastest, Dr. Pataguana would say. Yeah, and the fastest, quickest way is the ketogenic diet. Of mm-hmm. course, it's not sustainable. So,
0: and I think a lot of reason the reasons why is because people just don't know how to pair carbs with protein uh-huh. and fats. And so, when you do a keto diet, you're immediately doing, uh, you're immediately learning how to balance them. Not that. It's the right way to balance. It's just it's such a restrictive way to do it that immediately the pro- the the protein to carb ratio is like very high, right? Right. Whereas like it may not it may not, it may not need to be that high, right? Like you don't need to have a lot less carbs than this. It's just like the keto diet just helps you get there immediately.
1: Immediately, right? And I mean. I just think that it's too restrict. That's why I haven't tried it, actually, because I just feel like for me, that doesn't sound like something I'm interested in doing mm-hmm. because I just feel like I'll be miserable the whole way through. Like, I'm not into that mm-hmm. super, super restrictive. I find and oftentimes people message us saying that going gluten and dairy free is not super restrictive. Like, yeah. it's not that terrible because you find replacements and you're not completely cutting out like carbs for example you know what i mean exactly
0: yeah that's one of the reasons i really like the gluten dairy free option is just that it's not really restricted because you're not focusing on cutting out calories or carbs or specific food groups related to like you know those mac those three macros like you're not cutting out fats you're really just cutting out the gluten and the dairy of course which which may seem restrictive but then you find out that there are so many foods without gluten and dairy-free, almost everything, like potatoes, rice, meats, all kinds of meats, chicken, you know, uh, pork, like uh, vegetables, right? They're all naturally occurring gluten and dairy-free. Not to mention there are obviously gluten and dairy-free alternatives, although we don't really recommend them as much because they can have, like, all these added ingredients and, you know, um, things in them. So, like, there's so many, like, naturally- occurring gluten dairy free foods in fact our ancestors <laughs> were built their their entire diet was based on gluten and dairy free until you know obviously the whole um you know like the like the farming of animals like cows and all that came into place then milk was a huge part of our diet but before all that we weren't really having that much gluten and dairy and you know the dairy that we had now is a lot different than the dairy they were having like i don't know like 500 years ago because that dairy didn't have all the hormones and all the different um uh, different levels of casein and things like that that we have now
1: and the wheat strain wasn't as um didn't have as many proteins in it as it has now like they genetically modified that too yeah
0: the wheat strain has been genetically modified and no testing has been done on humans or animals to see how the new To see how this new wheat is, because they don't have to. It's not part of the regulations. Like Doctor Davis explained this on our on one of our previous episodes. You know how the glutenin found in gluten, Mm -hmm. you know, has such an impact. So just not to go on into gluten gluten and dairy, but (laughs) you know,
1: always sidetrack into gluten and dairy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I always like to think like, what did our ancestors eat? Right, like right obviously there was a lot of like farming and stuff that happened i'm not sure i don't know the history of farming and when like grazing of um cows and stuff came into place but like before all that thousands of years ago like they were just people yeah what were they eating you know like
1: hunting and gathering yeah right
0: more like a paleo diet i guess
1: which also has worked for women with pcos yeah
0: yeah but you know of course it's different for everybody and everybody has a Everybody kind of should try and see what's going to work for them.
1: Yeah, it's about finding what's sustainable for you.
0: Yeah. So uh, continuing um, about the downsides of keto for women with PCOS, the second point we want to mention is that you could gain all the way back once you incorporate carbs again. So it could be temporary. So let's say you did the keto diet and it really worked. And, you know, maybe you're just like, ah, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not happy. Let's just, let's just say Which
1: eventually happens because it's not something that you do forever.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, you might just bring back all the carbs because you haven't discovered your carb tolerance level. So maybe you bring back all the carbs you were eating before. And then the insulin resistance happens again, the insulin spikes. And then it's kind of like this cycle, this cycle that you unfortunately get back into you want to say right. something maybe? yes i'm like <laughs> i was like having a, i was i think i was like burping a little bit in my mouth i was Ew. trying to keep it keep it to myself time just staring at me <laughs> like, is like saying this so- is the part where you take over babe and like <laughs> let me catch my breath and just
1: <laughs> so yeah if you don't if, you, if you're not fully tackling the beast of insulin and then you stop this ketogenic diet Mm -hmm. well what's gonna happen all of that insulin is gonna come back up once you start eating carbs again you know what i'm saying so if you want to sustain and if you want to sustainably keep the weight off then you have to create a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that's insulin resistant free (laughs) or whatever insulin sensitive lifestyle so one thing that also helps with insulin sensitivity and maintenance Is working out. Oh, yeah. So, of course, like eating and the way that you eat and, you know, day after day, it builds up and it affects your insulin levels. But Mm -hmm. working out and building muscle can improve insulin sensitivity. And that's so important. And it lasts a lot longer than going on a short-term ketogenic diet
0: yeah and the really good thing about the, the working out portion that time mentioned is like like for example thigh workouts the biggest muscles in your body like your legs oh yeah when you do these workouts it, it actually helps to pick up the sugars in your bloodstream therefore helping with insulin resistance so there, there's a lot of like direct impact that you're gonna you're gonna see from just doing slow weighted workouts right yeah so and that's huh? Yeah, and just like to close that portion off is that overall it's not a long-term treatment for insulin resistance like time I th- she was saying everything perfectly just like focusing on your insulin sensitivity and getting that, you know, like understanding that is it can do a lot more long-term.
1: Right. So I came across a study that was done in 2013 and they found that even a very modest reduction in carbs for like just Modest. So that's 41% of your calories are carbs. Mm -hmm. Imagine that can lead to significant improvements in weight hormones, and risk factors for women with PCOS. Mm -hmm. And so this goes back to our method in the sisterhood of how we start having people eat between 120 and 150 grams to see if that works for them before lowering it anymore because it could be unnecessary. And so 41% of your calories, if you're on a 1500 calorie diet, is 150 grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, a lot of people are in a 1500 calorie diet Everyone's different I'm not yeah, saying it go like on Yeah, you be
0: 1800 one. or 2000 yeah. Obviously 1500 is not the normal person.
1: Right, but 41% is 150 grams And that's pretty good
0: Yeah, and you're saying, but you would replace that with carbs Or, I'm sorry, you, you would replace that carbs with protein or fat, right? Yeah, you, you don't would, just cut it out from your diet Like, oh, you're no, having 41% no. less calories What you do is instead you replace those 41% of carbs, calories with protein or fat.
1: Yeah, like imagine you have 100% of your calories. 41% is going to come from carbs. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, however you want to split it up, like 30% can come from protein and 30% can come from fat. Whatever works for you. Uh But 41% instead of 50% is going to come from from carbs And then when you yeah. do the math And you convert it to grams And everything Then that's 150 grams of carbs In a 1500 oh, calorie diet Okay I see okay. I, Sorry I, I, didn't I No
0: I misunderstood That's my mistake
1: I did a little math Before this episode <laughs> To figure this out So yeah So starting at 150 grams I mean Are you curious, like how many grams of carbs you're eating right now? You can Mm -hmm. track it on MyFitnessPal. Yeah, screw it up. Yeah, and you can see like daily how many carbs you gravitate towards, Mm -hmm. and then you know if it's around two hundred, then you're like, oh, you know what? I can lower it to one hundred fifty. Let me see how I feel like that. Yeah, and then you'll lower it to one hundred fifty, and then oh, did that work for you? You don't have to lower it anymore. Yeah, you know you don't have to go all the way to keto. And the way that you know that it's working for you is because you feel nourished after your meal. Mm-hmm. You're not fatigued after your meal. Um, you feel like your blood sugar isn't on a roller coaster and at the next meal you're not dying of hunger because you know you didn't have like a crash in blood sugar because you ate too many carbs, let's say, at the previous meal because mm-hmm. that could happen too. Um, there are so many ways to figure out if it's right for you. And then, you know, in the sister we have a download that you can use to like track how you feel before, during and after your meal or before and after your meal, not during. Um, and then that can help you evaluate if this is right for you, because you want to feel good during this process. You don't want to feel restricted. And you don't want to feel miserable. Maybe in the beginning it's a little bit miserable because you're lowering your carbs a little bit. And maybe you got used to having a lot of carbs if that's the case. But oftentimes that's not the case. Oftentimes we're just eating pretty regularly. And our bodies don't respond to the average person's amount of carbs. And we have to lower it a little. Not a lot. Just a little maybe. And then layer in the other things that help with insulin resistance.
0: Absolutely.
1: I feel like I'm yelling into the mic, Sirak.
0: Good, you should. I I (laughs) told Tali, Tali, you need to talk louder into the mic. Because for some reason, my voice comes out louder than yours always.
1: It's because you're a guy. Look how close I am to the mic. I'm literally kissing the mic.
0: Yeah, you're kissing the mic, but you're whispering to it. You're making love gestures to it. You're not (laughs) talking to it. See, I'm talking to it. I'm yelling at it. I'm mad at the mic. Okay. (laughs) So. So just to summarize, sisters, um, with the keto diet, we talked about the positives, you know, the benefits. We talked about studies linking uh, keto and PCOS directly together and improvements there. And then we talked about the cons or the downsides of keto and how, you know, it can be restrictive and it it might not be a long-term approach, especially when you're talking about insulin resistance and the impacts it has. So, I mean, with that being said, we hope that we kind of, like, covered all around and mm-hmm. you can kind of make a decision for yourself because we we hope everybody understands that, you know, there's not one diet for everybody, especially when it comes to the keto diet. It works for a lot of people, especially right. for a lot of people with PCOS. And we had, you know, Dr. Nadia Paraguana on the podcast just a few weeks ago, and she said that it worked for her to get pregnant. You know, we're just mentioning this to you so you know of others of other people and their own approach. So this is just to kind of highlight, again, both sides of both sides of keto and Um, help you make a decision
1: exactly help you make a decision on how to manage pcos throughout your life Mm -hmm. rather than temporarily yes that is right that's right
0: all right so we actually asked on instagram a sticker question what was your experience on keto like right babe right we're gonna get to that but first we're gonna answer a question from the pcos hotline okay just a FY to the shui. If you don't know, if you're new to the podcast, we have a hotline called the PCOS Hotline. You can call at 1-833-ASK-PCOS, A-S-K-PCOS, and you can leave your uh, question or testimonial, and we like to play it on the podcast. You can actually even leave a text message, and today we're actually going to do that. So we got a text message from a fellow sister, and she asked, I saw on your Instagram you recommend low sugar. How do you track something like that? Great question.
1: That's a great question. So with tracking sugar, you always want to look at added sugars. And that's found in typically packaged products. Mm -hmm. So when you get like a sauce, you know, if you get a marinade, if you get pre-marinated chicken, Mm -hmm. even bread, they add sugar to that. So that's what you want to track, the added sugars. Yeah. Um, So that's, of course, by looking at the nutrition facts on the back. And what I recommend is staying, you know, at least within 25 grams of added sugar a day. Mm -hmm. And even that, like, make it as low as possible because that's ideal for PCOS. So, um, but of course, it's going to add up like when you have a slice of bread or you're going to put tomato sauce like on your meal at night or whatever. It's going to have like three grams, four grams, whatever. So... These are what you want to track.
0: Yeah. And I think that one thing, uh, Tai mentioned that's really important is like you don't have to be, uh, like, like crazy strict with like how, like, throughout the day counting your sugars and stuff every single day. Right. Like, when you're using an app, for example, like the app uh, MyFitnessPal, really cool app because you basically input the, like, exactly, you take a picture of the food you ate and it already knows the nutritional content and just adds it up for you. Yeah. And like, you don't have to do this every day. If you just do it for like a week, it's a way to help you learn about, what you're eating and how much macros that's giving you even with like your carb levels like if you just track it for a week in that week you'll learn day to day what's impacting your carb levels and what's not so probably like after that week you don't need to use the app anymore because you've already learned in your mind like what's what's giving you what so with the sugar like avoiding those added sugars. Like, in, like a lot of protein bars, they literally have like 20 grams of sugar. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like Am I eating a cookie or am I eating protein bar here? Right. And like a lot of other foods are like this, like snacks and things like that. So really looking out for those and just like throughout your day, just like, you know, tracking it through the app. And then, you know, after one week, you'll just know that, oh, okay. Like if I avoid this, if I avoid that, or like you just know, oh, I had a great week. I know what I'm eating is right. Great, I feel better. You know, it's just a great way to make sure everything's good.
1: Yeah, it's a great tool for self-awareness. And like you said, it's really important to not get addicted to tracking and start tracking everything all the time and making sure that you're always trying. You have to be perfect because PCOS... No, like that's not sustainable either. It's just totally. being more aware of what you're putting in your mouth and yeah. realizing that, you know, maybe this snack or that snack isn't ideal for you because it's really bumping up your sugar intake. So mm-hmm. maybe avoiding that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And like if you're thinking, oh, I have to track, I have to add up these numbers and like t- take notes. You really don't like these apps, like My Fitness MyFitnessPal. I keep on mentioning that because it's like <laughs> the best one. It's crazy how good they work. You literally just take a picture of the barcode and it just populates the item yeah. for you with all the macros and nutritional content. And at the end of your day, it tells you everything, like all the macros, all the nutrient, like the stuff that's in the label added up for you. Really cool stuff. Yeah.
1: One of the things that I do to keep my sugar down is make my own trail mix because a lot of added sugar comes in that. They put in the chocolate and they put in all this dried fruit and it's just like, what the heck is going on? Am I eating nuts or fruit? And then I also... um, check the labels as i buy pasta sauce mm-hmm. i literally check every single one and find which one has the least amount of sugar added or i find one that says no sugar added because they put literally sugar like yeah. white table sugar in pasta sauce and then another mm-hmm. thing barbecue sauce oh yeah. you guys see me make a lot of things on instagram story with barbecue sauce specifically last week was chicken wings oh my
0: god so good it
1: was so good But Primal Kitchen has an unsweetened version of barbecue sauce where they don't add sugar into it. So that's a great choice. It's just you have to do a little bit of research and like put yourself out there and try to find um, something, some type of great PCOS friendly alternative.
0: Nice. Cool, cool, cool. So I hope that was a great answer for you, sisters. So check out or call us at the PCOS hotline, 1 833 ASK pcos it's toll free so it's totally free to call and uh, leave us your voicemail we'll play it on the podcast sometimes we play testimonials right at the beginning so it's, it's so great to hear other sisters and we love to play the questions live on the podcast and answer them so go ahead and give us a call all right so moving on to the dms or the question that we asked on instagram what was your experience like being on the ketogenic diet we got some responses from fellow sisters what would they say
1: Okay, so we got some responses, and they don't look very bright. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Yeah.
1: The first response is overall it wasn't bad, but it was too much fat for me. Mm. I can see that. I personally wouldn't like yeah, that. if you're
0: not used to having a lot of fat, it can it can be like it can feel like you're eating wrong, like almost like yeah, how is healthy or like? But then you actually over time you kind of like you see the benefits. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then the next answer, the worst. Ugh Bleh
0: <laughs> Really That's what she said
1: Yeah <laughs> It can be kind of gross No it
0: can be really You're restrictive You're oil
1: in your drinks yeah. And stuff
0: Also it's really restrictive In the, Like I'm saying it's the worst It's very possible That when you start Like a lot of people d- Don't know really How to start properly too Yeah So like You start off on this horrible experience Of like Oh my god What Like I can't eat this I can't eat that I feel like You know It's like this very um, It's a hard thing to start Yeah 100% huh.
1: It's true. And also, like the keto uh, protein bars that I've tried are so gross. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because I was like, oh, low sugar. Let me try it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've never tried them.
1: Okay. And then someone says, first time was awesome. Didn't do anything the second time, though. Getting into ketosis isn't fun.
0: Mm. Isn't
1: that the truth? If
0: you're wondering, can you explain what we didn't really talk about what ketosis is? So, the whole point of the keto diet, we should have mentioned this earlier. The whole point of the keto diet, is to make your body r- run on fat instead of yeah, carbs. We mentioned that. Yeah, we did yeah, we mention that. But mm-hmm. like going into ketosis is basically like when you're like at the prime level of like you're running on ketones and stuff. I think, right?
1: Yeah, you're burning ketones instead of um, the carbs that you're eating. So every time you eat, your first you burn carbs and then you start burning fat every time you work out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sorry, every time you eat, you eat carbs and then. That's the first thing that you burn when you exercise. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. So when you're in ketosis, instead of burning those carbs, you're burning ketones. You're constantly burning ketones for energy instead of carbs for fuel. So you're just in constant fat burning mode. We mentioned this. Yeah,
0: too. yeah. You're right. Sorry, just, <laughs> just want to reiterate.
1: But getting into ketosis isn't fun because you lose a lot of water because you're not eating carbs and carbs help your body retain water, which isn't like necessarily a bad thing unless you're eating a lot of carbs. Um, But retaining water is important. So you're losing water, you're losing fluid and you get the keto flu and that Mm. makes you feel miserable when you're getting into ketosis.
0: Yes. Yes. You
1: also lose electrolytes doing that. So you have to like replenish. I mean it's a whole mess like it's, getting it you, you have
0: to really know what you're doing and like know yeah. what to replace and what to do so yeah.
1: The next answer she says I lost weight but my cycle didn't regulate probably mm. because I was eating more dairy than ever. Mm. That could have an impact. Yeah, I
0: mean dairy can have an impact on your insulin levels so yeah. yeah. And um, what she, and the thing is like with the you lose weight and you also want to make sure your insulin levels are also being controlled. Like we talked about earlier, we really went into it, so I won't go too much again into it, but the insulin levels are impacting testosterone. That's impacting the sexual hormone globulin. Yeah, sex and hormone
1: binding globulin.
0: Sex hormone binding globulin. So when you have less globulin and more testosterone, the testosterone goes un- goes um, uh, under controlled. So now it's affecting your symptoms with you know um, fertility, with um, uh, weight gain. I mean, uh, sorry, with... Um, sorry acne hair Mm -hmm. loss or hair growth things like that you know right so and obviously your weight gain too because of the insulin levels
1: yeah exactly so i can't i mean that sucks though you know like when it just doesn't work for you and your cycle doesn't regulate and stuff like that yeah well of course it's not for everyone but it is for this instagram fellow follower who's pcos keto queen she says it was really positive she felt great she got a period and a baby nice (laughs) so see
0: it works for some people and i think that is a great way to summarize like all these uh, responses is that it's gonna work for some people it's gonna it's not gonna work for others so exactly it's really about um finding out what's right for you
1: sorry i thought you were choking on your spit again
0: (laughs) you didn't respond at all so it's not like
1: (laughs) that's why i looked at you all right. right
0: i think that uh, about summarizes the the dms that we got or the responses that we got for those questions yeah that question and we hope that uh, this episode really summarizes it don't go yet we're gonna do the win of the week but yes. we just hope this episode really helped summarize the keto diet for everybody here know the pros and the cons as i mentioned earlier really help you to make a decision um on your own to know what's right for you
1: right Cool. All right, so the wins. Yes, we so, have several.
0: Yeah, so every week we announce uh, a winner of the week, which is a sister who's managing her PCOS, losing weight, and just doing um, her best, or even like just starting with it, taking the right steps with her yes. PCOS. So it doesn't have to be you're losing weight or um, or anything. It just it could just be that you're taking the first steps to manage your PCOS.
1: Yeah, and that is a win in and of Huge itself. Huge
0: win. So such a big win.
1: You don't have to lose a single pound. The fact that you're trying. You should pat yourself on the back.
0: 100%.
1: All right. So this is from Instagram handle The Vogue Label. And she says. Hey you, lovely sister and her amazing mister. You've helped me a lot in losing weight and embracing my PCOS. My gyno always told me to repeat three-month cycle of birth control pills and metformin, but when I met you, I learned that PCOS can be reversed naturally with gluten and dairy-free diet and stress management. Slow workouts has helped me a lot in managing my stress and energy levels, and I got my period naturally after so many months of pain. All thanks to you. Your podcasts are a way by which we get to know you better and also that we're not alone in in there, in the PCOS journey. Also, like you, I have a very supportive partner. Aww. We both love how you guys keep motivating everyone. And as <laughs> I always say, let's not fight PCOS, but get stronger with it. Yes. That's a great Amen. quote.
0: Men, Honestly, that's such a great quote. Get stronger with PCOS, not fight it. You know,
1: we've
0: had so many people say, you know, PCOS has actually helped me to learn how to manage my body, to know what impacts my body, to know... How I can better my body without you know feeling um, stressed?
1: It's really a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it gets you on a great self care routine and diet and everything to feel the best you can and prevent lots of things from happening to you in the future. Yeah,
0: and you're really getting down. You're getting um in tune with your body at such an earlier age. Doesn't matter what age, but you're getting in tune with your body at an earlier time compared to uh, another person who might. Deal with similar issues When they're a lot older You know Yeah So like you're doing A great service to your body By learning now
1: Right Okay babe Do you want to read the next one? Yes
0: Alright uh, The next one of the week Her name is Z- Zail Bob She says Or Zail babe Whichever one. <laughs> Oh, Zay babe I think <laughs> Tallinn, Exclamation point Exclamation point, exclamation point. I also started just over a month ago. I'm so pleased to announce I lost a full stone thanks to your advice. I've also started taking ovacetol. It's really helped with my cravings. I am now starting to incorporate slow-weighted workouts to add to my now gluten-dairy-free diet. I love your podcast so much, she says. Oh, it's so nice. So sweet. So sweet. And, you know, she's doing, like, these diet and lifestyle changes, ovacetol, you know, finding a diet. That's right. For her, gluten-dairy-free it's just so so positive Love that By great the job.
1: way One stone is 14 pounds I just googled it That's <laughs>
0: great and It doesn't matter How many pounds it is Or whatever It's just great That you're, yeah. you're finding The results that you're looking for So that's great to hear
1: Exactly Cool Alright
0: Thank you everybody For listening Please 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 um, Let us know Always How we can make this uh, Podcast better for you Feel free to send us A DM or a message To talk about topics That you want to hear about We always want to You know make this topic about whatever the community wants to hear about. And if you're looking to listen to more calories, you, oh, sorry. <laughs> if, you <laughs> if you're look I, I don't know why I said more calories. If you're if you're looking to listen to more episodes, um, check out our previous episodes. We just had a great one with Dr. Nadia Paraguana talking about PCOS and yes. fertility. We had a great episode with Doctor uh, Davis talk to talk about the book Wheat Belly and basically how wheat can impact PCOS.
1: That's right. And so much more. That's right, sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that we brought some positive light to your PCOS journey.
0: Yes. Talk to you guys next week.